6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Today, though, today we begin with the federal election campaign, and we have one of the federal leaders on the show this afternoon. NDP leader Jagmeet Singh is here. Jagmeet Singh was in Alberta yesterday. He was in Edmonton. He's in Saskatchewan today, and we're catching up with him, I understand, before his next campaign event, which happens to be in Regina. Jagmeet, thank you for being here. My pleasure. Jagmeet, this morning you visited the Kamasas First Nation. And of course, earlier this year, that First Nation announced a preliminary discovery of 751, at least uh, 751 unmarked graves at a cemetery connected with a former residential school. If elected, what would you do toward reconciliation and justice considering what happened in Canada's past with residential schools? One of the things that we have to grapple with as a nation is uh, uh, we live in a country that has a, a, some amazing things. We've got universal health care and, and we're proud of where we live. We welcome people from around the world. But we also have to deal with a horrible legacy and ongoing legacy of genocide against the First Nations, and the first people to land, indigenous people. And what I want to do is build on the momentum we saw after the first 215 kids that were found in unmarked graves really mobilized the country. People started saying, one, this is horrible, but two, what can we do about it? What can we do to move forward in justice? And what I'm calling for is we've got to, one, make sure we are returning every kid back home, bring every child home. We need to make sure we're helping Indigenous communities that choose to discover if they have any of these sorts of unmarked graves on previous residential institution sites. And then we also need to make sure we're committing to fulfilling all the calls to action in the Truth and Reconciliation Commission. These are real concrete things we can do. We can stop fighting Indigenous kids in court, which Justin Trudeau continues to do. We can can make sure Indigenous people have clean drinking water. These are just some of the basic commitments we need to make to walk the path of justice. Uh, reconciliation, Jagmeet, is one thing, very important thing for Canada's Indigenous communities. Another issue is basic community needs, basic needs like, for example, clean drinking water. Uh, what action does the NDP plan or want to see, of course, regarding the First Nations and communities, Indigenous communities, that have been asking for help and have not received it? I can't imagine how Justin Trudeau can, can anyway justify that while we're in the 21st century and one of the world's largest economies, that he has not been able to deliver clean drinking water to every Indigenous community, as he promised to do back six years ago. And he promised it would be done by 2021 and then admitted that he's not able to fulfill that commitment and walked away from it, said it's going to take another five years. I just don't buy that. I don't buy that it takes that long. And I have seen governments move so quickly when something is a priority for them. So for me, this would be a priority. We would mobilize all the resources we have to achieve it. And I believe we can achieve it. I know we can. It just has to be a matter of will. We're talking with NDP leader Jagmeet Singh this afternoon as part of our federal election coverage on the drive. Uh, Jagmeet, according to a recent poll done by Ipsos for Global News, the economy is the number one issue in Alberta, hands down the number one issue. The biggest player, of course, in the Alberta economy right now is the energy industry. The provincial economy is starting to diversify, but energy is still the number one driver. Uh, Your stance on pipelines and your party's climate change agenda signals to many Albertans that an NDP 
government it might be giving up on oil. Where does the Alberta energy economy fit in with the NDP's plans looking forward? Well, our plan is very different from other other parties who have seemed to be focused on the executives or the, the top industry leaders as opposed to the workers. For us, there's no plan to fight the climate change unless unless it involves workers at the heart of it. We can never leave workers behind. But we want to be very strategic that if we're making investments and support, it has to be tied to jobs. It has to be tied to jobs that will be there in the long term. A lot of workers that I've spoken to are worried. They've lost jobs in resource sectors and energy sectors, and they're worried because they see the global economy moving in a direction of renewables, and they're worried about what that means for the future. I believe it's government's job to make the investment so that we create those jobs for today and tomorrow. And I want to see investments made to renewable energy and make sure we're creating jobs and opportunities for work right now. The, the focus on renewable energy, um, I, I get that that shift is happening. And, and, you know, in my opinion, it, it does need to happen, but it, it cannot happen overnight, Jagmeet. And it will likely take at least a decade or so to significantly take hold. You know, does it not make more sense to invest in clean energy development? Yes. But also to still invest in existing energy infrastructure like pipelines and and the energy industry that's set up already to give the world, for example, the oil that's uh, being demanded coming from a country like Canada, where, you know, it's democratic and we uphold human rights instead of the world getting oil from places like Russia or Saudi Arabia? Well, I really believe that we need to make investments that have a good return. And instead of uh, investing on something that may or may not create a job or where there's been a lot of volatility in the global market and a lot of volatility in commodities, I want to see jobs for workers right now. And one of the things we can do to create those jobs right now is we know we, there's a lot of oil wells that need to be remediated. We can put the skills of energy and resource sector workers to work right away. We know that a lot of these oil, abandoned oil wells can be retrofitted or can be uh, invested in to create renewable energy, geothermal energy. I, I really am focused on workers. And what I've seen in the past that has failed is an approach where giving blank checks to large and wealthy corporations, that does not result in good jobs. It results in those companies getting the money, maybe the executives getting a big bonus, but it doesn't actually create jobs. I've seen a lot of workers get cynical about this approach, and I understand that. I want to see a clear approach towards creating jobs and where the investments actually are tied to workers getting an opportunity to earn a good living. Jagmeet, affordability and the cost of living is another big issue for Albertans in this election. Uh, what would an elected NDP government do to help everyday people, help them simply make ends meet? Well, this is actually a really important area that ties into one of the big concerns that people in Alberta have right now, which is health care. When I was in Alberta both uh, times recently in the summer, the number one concern I heard from people who I met was they're worried about health care and whether they could get the care they needed when they needed it. I met with people who had family members in the health care system and they really appreciated the health care workers but could see they were overworked and didn't have enough staff. So what we could do to address that major problem in Alberta and also to address affordability, we know a lot of people are struggling with the cost of medication, that a lot of people don't take care of their teeth because of the cost of dental care. So what we want to do is invest in our health care to make sure it's there for people when they need it, but also to expand it to include medication coverage and dental care, things that would save a lot of money for families. Just the pharmacare alone 
could save on average $500 a year for a family, and it's a significant amount. If you add up a number of family members, it could be a big savings. Back to the drive. My name is Ted Henley. Thank you for choosing to spend time with me in 770 CHQR and 630 Ched. We continue our conversation with federal NDP leader Jagmeet Singh this afternoon as part of our federal election coverage. Uh, Jagmeet, thank you for staying with us this afternoon. My pleasure. I'm happy to have the chat with you. Jagmeet is in Saskatchewan right now ahead of his next campaign event. He did spend time in Alberta yesterday, specifically Edmonton. And Jagmeet, you touched on health care before we took a break there. I'd like to come back on that. Um, it is another key issue in this campaign. It makes total sense, of course, with the COVID pandemic and everyone living through that mm -hmm. right now. Um, here in Alberta, Premier Jason Kenney and his government, in the most recent budget, they pledged to spend... Uh, about three quarters of a billion dollars more this year on healthcare compared to last. But after COVID's done, Premier Kenny has said he plans to go back to a cost-saving mandate. I know you are pledging to strengthen public health care, but what's the spending threshold for you, though? You know, like when it comes to healthcare money coming from Ottawa to a place like Alberta, how much money is enough considering healthcare is a budget item that is usually one of the most expensive? I really believe in publicly funded health care. I believe that no one should have to worry about having the right job or enough money in their bank account to be able to get the care they need. So I believe the only way for us to achieve that is to invest in public health care. We've seen Justin, we've seen uh, Jason Kenney cut health care and we see the impacts. I heard from a, a young woman who told me that her mom just had a stroke and she wasn't able to get the care that she needed because the frontline workers were so understaffed and overworked she felt for those workers but was feeling the lack of care for her mom and was really worried i know that harper brought in significant cuts to health care cuts that justin trudeau continued you democrats are committed to our universal public system we were we are a health care worker a health care party and we were the party that pushed to bring health care in the first place so we believe there is there's significant investments we can make we also believe if we make the right investments, we actually save money. Things like pharmacare will actually save money, not just for a family, but also for the employer. The company will save money. It also saves money for provinces and territories as well as the federal government. So it's a winner. It makes sense. And we're going to continue to push for it. Um, uh, getting back to affordability and the cost of living, Jagmeet, uh, as I touched on earlier, it is a big issue for people. Specifically, what is the NDP planning to do to help uh, regular Canadians? Uh, I know you've touched on so far in the campaign, uh, like affordable childcare and, and that type of thing. Explain to us what exactly, what plans you have for things, for the affordability and cost of living aspect for people and their everyday lives. Well, medication costs is a significant cost. The cost of dental care, those are things that we want to tackle by broadening our healthcare system. The other major cost that people are, are raising, people are raising often is, is the cost to buy a home or to find a home that's within their budget. That's something we want to tackle with the two-pronged approach. One, taking big money out of real estate. We've seen lots of announcements of wealthy companies in the States and other jurisdictions that want to snatch up real estate in Canada. One company recently announced they were going to purchase a billion dollars worth of real estate because they see this as an opportunity to make money. I don't want a, can a family in Canada, a young family, a young professionals, uh, someone who's graduated, having to compete with a billion dollar corporation in order to try to buy their first home. So that's one thing we want to do. The second is we want to build more affordable homes. We want to make this a priority for job creation and as a way to make sure people have a good quality of life. So investing in 
not-for-profit housing and cooperative housing, as well as homes that are within people's budgets that are supported by the CMHC. There's lots of opportunities here, and I'm really committed to it. I understand that desire to help Jagmeet. Uh, it's a little bit tough to see, though, how, how it, it's going to be expensive, to be frank. How are you going to pay for all that? Very, very important question, and I think a question that's really the big question on people's minds in this election. And I would say to people, you've got a choice between Justin Trudeau, who's led the ultra-rich have a free ride, where companies like Amazon make record profits but pay virtually no tax in Canada, or you can choose to vote for New Democrats who believe that billionaires shouldn't get loopholes and tax havens just because they're so rich, that they should also be contributing fairly, and we can invest that back into people. We're the only party with a credible plan to increase revenue, and without our plan, the Liberals and Conservatives are either going to cut the help that you and your families need, or they're going to put the burden back on the people that have already struggled by increasing taxes on workers. We have the third option and the only credible plan to put the burden on those who can actually afford to contribute fairly. That's federal NDP leader Jagmeet Singh on his way to his next campaign event in Regina. Jagmeet, thank you for your time today. He was on a bus literally between campaign stops this afternoon. There you go.